The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. your heart is not hard and your eyes are not dry and your prayers are not cold and your faith is not old otherwise that just about means all of us doesn't it my eyes are dry my eyes are dry faith is old my faith is old heart is hard my heart is hard prayers are cold, my prayers are cold, and I know how, and I know how I ought to be, I ought to be alive to you, alive to you, and dead to me. before him the Lord says draw near to God and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded mourn, weep, be miserable let your laughter be turned into mourning your joy into gloom pour the anointing of God out upon all of us God so that we can be a pleasing people My eyes are dry, my faith is 
specifically about them raise your hand up specifically about them be honest glory to God as we sing this next song together I'd like those people to open the curtains so we have more room down here please Like those of you that feel you need to come and commit your life to Jesus as Lord, possibly for the first time in your life. Those of you who have not been living a right life before God. You've had bitterness in your heart. You've had sin on your hands. And God wants you to come to the fountain and wash it clean. In true repentance, true faith, and true holiness. Come to a holy God and become a holy people. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. 
Jesus gave to us four secrets of his kingdom. And these four secrets you need to understand and practice if you want to be a Christian. I'm not talking about light fluff. I'm talking about the real deal, the authentic Christian man or woman. They're found in Luke, the eighth chapter. Jesus tells us that he's giving to us the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God. For some, it's simply a parable, and it won't sink in. It won't mean anything to you. But if you'll listen, God will open these for you. The first secret of the kingdom of God is to plow up the hard-packed soil of your heart and your mind. That is, those who hear the word but refuse to obey it, they prefer their entertainment. They prefer what pleases them. There is no self-denial. They're unwilling to go through any kind of suffering. They consume entertainment constantly. They're always on their cell phone. They're always talking to people. They're always watching videos. They live on their cell phone or they live on their computer. They will not deal with their sin, and so the soil of their heart is hard and packed down. And if you begin to speak with them about turning off their cell phone, they think they're being oppressed. If you speak with them about plowing up the soil of their hard heart, they get angry with you. These are the people who always hang out in basically the same places. They go to the same entertainment. They watch the same television shows or YouTube videos. Their heart is hard. And Jesus is saying that if you want the seed of God, and the seed is the word of God, it's the scriptures. If you want the scriptures, if you want the word of God, if you want Jesus to begin to impact your heart, you're going to have to turn off the YouTubes the Instagrams, the TikToks. You're going to have to turn off the world, the flesh, and the devil. 
you're going to have to begin to cry out to God to break up the hard, hard soil of your heart. That's the first secret of the kingdom of God. You cannot make any progress with Jesus if you're not spending much time reading the scriptures, waiting before him. It takes time to be holy. You need to dedicate your heart to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he will begin to send his Holy Spirit to break up the hard soil of your heart. This is the first secret of knowing Jesus. You cannot know Jesus without first breaking up this hard soil in your heart. It is a must. I pray today that you will make the decision that today you will turn from the hardness of your heart and begin to walk in the joy of Jesus. Now, I'm going to play this opening music again. This is not entertainment. I'm asking that you seriously listen to it and let it sink into your heart. And then I'm going to share with you the second secret of the kingdom of God. Listen carefully now.
sing it together to the Lord. Close your eyes. And sing it to Jesus. Unless your heart is not hard and your eyes are not dry and your prayers are not cold and your faith is not old. Otherwise, that just about means all of us, doesn't it? My eyes are dry. My eyes are dry. Faith is old. My faith is old. Heart is hard. My heart is hard. My prayers are cold. My prayers are cold. And I know how. And I know how. I ought to be. I ought to be alive to you. Alive to you. And dead to me. before him the Lord says draw near to God and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded mourn, weep, be miserable let your laughter return into mourning your joy into gloom pour the anointing of God out upon all of us God so that we can be a pleasing people
your life to Jesus as Lord, possibly for the first time in your life. Those of you who have not been living a right life before God, you've had bitterness in your heart, you've had sin on your hands, and God wants you to come to the fountain and wash it clean. And true repentance, true faith, and true holiness. Come to a holy God and become a holy people. The Lord wants you to be a holy person. And he's given us four secrets from his kingdom. Each of these secrets, if you will unpack them, as I am today for you and yesterday, the seed that is sown is the word of God. It is Jesus It is the scriptures. In this second seed, or this second secret, the seed goes on rocky ground where there are stones. These are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they don't have any root. They believe for a while, but then the time of testing comes, and they quickly fall away. This is the person who holds on to darling sins. They're impatient with the Holy Spirit. They repent and then quickly go back to their sin. They're unwilling to just endure and praise. They're unwilling to endure any pain. Everything has to be soft and easy. Jesus is saying that if you want 
of life in him, then you're going to have to seriously understand that you have to give up your darling sins. See, in the first secret, you plowed up the ground. But in the plowing up of the ground, you find some pretty heavy rocks. Those rocks stand for your darling sins. Things that you've been doing for years. And you don't plan on quitting. You're impatient with the Holy Spirit. You want Him to quickly do the work in you so that you can ride comfortably through into what we call revival. Some of you, you come to Jesus and you're very happy. You say, okay, I finally am free. I finally know Jesus and he's walking with me. He's forgiven me for my sins. But then you turned around in a day or two days or a week and you went back to the same old, same old sins. And they still grip your heart. And you've struggled against them, but you're unwilling to deal with the painful anguish of knowing that if you're going to have the victory over these sins, you have to die. You have to let go. And you have to totally give Jesus the control and the power. And you've got to understand that you cut them off. I remember when the Lord told me the first time, Turn off your television, Ray. I'd been praying many hours every day. And then I'd go downstairs and I'd sit in front of the television and drink in the entertainment of the world. I finally understood when the Lord said, Turn your television off. And he said it to me in an impatient voice. And then I used to pray again all day, and I'd come downstairs, and I'd sit in front of the television. I wouldn't turn it on. I'd just sit and mourn over my loss of entertainment. Finally, the Lord said to me, Put your television in the trash. Oh, it was a large screen Sony. I paid over a thousand dollars for it. Put it in the trash? Yes. I got some help and we moved the television to the trash bin. It was finished. But then YouTube came out and the internet. TikTok, Instagram, other pornographic shows. I knew the Lord was saying, turn them off. 
Now, I turned off the pornography. I haven't been into pornography for a long, long time. Some of you, some of you pastors are regularly, I dare say maybe 90% of American pastors are on a regular basis into pornography. If they weren't, you could not account for their listlessness in prayer. Pornography steals everything of the Spirit from your heart, and you then are just ritual-driven. Or you're into cigars. Or you're into some other wicked thing. The problem is we hold on to those darling sins. We have to turn off the majority of YouTubes. They're wicked. They think that my YouTube channel is <clears throat> is not appropriate for the mass audience. Well, they're right. It's not. So they take it off. I smile and say, okay, tomorrow I'll be back. And I'll talk about pornography again. And I'll talk about the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's not enough to just listen to this broadcast. You have to take action. You have to move. Those rocks will continue to cause you to stub your toe and fall. Those darling sins have to be pulled up and cast out of your life. I watched recently as a very heavy woman had for her breakfast eggs benedict it looked really good but as i continued to watch she finished that pushed the plate away and then they brought her the the two pancakes and the syrup i didn't have the courage to continue watching after that feast So you can't eat like a glutton and think you're going to be a Christian. If you're fat, I mean really fat, you've got a problem, and it's a spiritual problem. Stop being a glutton. It's a stone in your life, and that stone has to be removed and broken up by the power of the Holy Spirit. For some of you, it's shopping. Now, that's never been an issue for me. But some of you can't stand to not just buy trinkets. A young woman that I know, all she wants to do is shop, shop, shop. And she just buys junk. 
She fills her life with trash. That's a rock in her life. That with TikTok. That with YouTube. That with the movies. These things block her way in the kingdom of God. Jesus is giving us a secret of the kingdom of God. And you're going to have to understand. You can receive with joy that Jesus loves you. But you must then collect, garner, save every bit of moisture that you can for your life in Christ. It means you take time every day to just sit in his presence. It means you take time every day to carefully, thoughtfully read his word and understand what he's saying to you. And if your mind is in the television or the YouTube or your mind is in your gluttony or your mind is in your shopping or your lust for money, then you have ground covered with stones and you'll never grow in Jesus and you will be shut out of the kingdom of God because you have no root. You believe for a little bit But when the real time of testing comes, when, you're, when your leg is broken like mine is, or when you run out of money, when things don't go the way you want them to go, you blow out, you blow away, because you're a lightweight you've not saved any moisture you ever buy some beautiful garden plants and then put them on the back steps and say tomorrow I'm going to plant these tomorrow you get tied up and you're busy and you think that night when you're going to bed boy I forgot to get those plants I forgot to water them Well, it's okay. They'll be good tomorrow. Tomorrow you go out. Tomorrow afternoon. The sun's been hot. Those tomato plants are just all bent over. The plants you were going to plant have been destroyed by a lack of moisture. Your life in Christ is quickly destroyed by the sun of wickedness, by the hot sun of your personal desire, where you don't water them, you don't take time. Please hear me. It takes time 
to be holy. Jesus has promised to send us showers of righteousness. But if those showers of righteousness, of right behavior, get blown out with television or with some other wicked thing, they're destroyed. And the moisture is out of your life. And then you have to quickly drink the devil's water. Quickly go to your entertainment again. You quickly pull back those favorite things that you did that gave you some relief of the dryness of the world and the life. You fall away. Time of testing, you fall away. greatest sorrows of my life has been to watch a man or a woman come joyfully into the presence of Jesus. And then a short time later, where are they? They're gone. The devil stole them with the heat of this world and the lust of their hearts. Some of you listening to this broadcast today, this is happening to you right now. You're getting weaker and weaker because you haven't been reading the Word. You haven't been praying. You haven't been sitting in the presence of God and ask Him to please come in the power of His Spirit and speak to you and open your mind and your heart to understand what He wants from you. No, you've You've had too many things to do, places to go. Oh, I've got to go grocery shopping this afternoon. Oh, we're getting we're getting ready to go on vacation. We have lots of things to do, places to be, things to think about. And slowly you become more and more dry. So finally, there's not even a, a, a centimeter of moisture left in you. And you dry up and blow away. And you've lost your salvation. I don't want that for you. I want you to be moist in Jesus. I want you to have a, a tender heart before God. I want you to have a heart that cries out to Jesus and that trusts in him that he will open the way before you. Oh, pastor, it's just, it's too hard. Did it seem hard at first? Oh, no, it was a wonderful news. I'm I'm loved by Jesus. I'm on my way to heaven. Wore off pretty quick, didn't it? Wore off pretty quick, didn't it? My brother, my sister, this is a secret of the kingdom of God. 
The only way you can stay in Jesus is to cast out your darling sins. Now, most people don't just blow out. They have a circle of friends that they have found at the church, and they have social rituals that they enjoy. The church calendar, the Christmas shows, the the Easter shows. We call those people the Easter lilies or the poinsettias. They show up once a year, twice a year. They call themselves Christians. But they're dry. Now, I don't mean to step on anybody's toes, but can I talk about this one? One of the greatest sorrows of my heart is that I find most people who call themselves Christians do not enjoy or know how talk about the Lord. They can talk about football. They can talk about vacations. They can get excited about where they're planning to go. But when the topic comes up of Jesus, they clam up. Why do they clam up? Because they don't have anything fresh or new to talk about. They don't have any vivid experience of the presence of Jesus Christ in their heart. They've dried up. They blow away. So instead, after church, they'll talk about the Redskins. I'm sorry, they're not called that anymore. But to me, they're still the Redskins. They want to talk about the restaurants they're going to, or they want to talk about a collection of some foolish thing that they're doing. But they don't want to talk about Jesus. They don't know how. To talk about Jesus means there has to be a vibrancy in their spirit. There has to be a a freshness in their heart about what Jesus is doing in you and for you. It grieves me. It's happened so many times to me through the years I'll open a worship service by saying, any of you have something new to talk about, about Jesus? Finally, I'll say, oh, please, don't everybody talk at once. There's a nervous Twitter that goes through the crowd. No, they have nothing new to talk about. They're embarrassed that I would even ask them. One young man, I love him so much. His hand always pops up. This is what Jesus did for me at work this week. This is what Jesus has done for me. Oh, he loves to talk about Jesus. Just about everybody else sits like a bump on a log. Jesus is going to come and he's going to say, anybody here want to go to heaven? And not a hand is going to go up. 
Anybody here have a new experience with the Holy Spirit this week? Nothing. I couldn't help it. Last night I went to bed. My wife and I went to bed. And I'm laying there in bed. And the power of the Holy Spirit fell on me with just waves of love and joy and peace. Oh, I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to tell anybody who will listen how wonderful it is when, when Jesus, by his Spirit, comes down upon you. You feel so cared about. You feel so loved. It just explodes in your heart. I was waiting for him to say something. Often when that happens to me, it's a preamble for Jesus to say something to give me direction that I need. Does that happen to you? And do you talk to people about it? Do you tell your wife or your husband or your children, the Holy Spirit came last night and he just loved me. I didn't know quite how to handle it all. You see, when the seed falls on the rocky ground, you may receive it at first with joy, but no root grows. No fellowship in the Spirit grows. And then you have a time of testing And you have no moisture in you to carry through that desert time. And you go back to the world. You go back to your favorite sins. You grow impatient with the Holy Spirit. You're unwilling to endure. The second great parable is endure, endure, take time to be holy, break up those rocks that are those darling sins of yours. Well, let's pray. I hope this has been helpful to you. Thank you, Chips, for for your affirmation. How about the rest of you? O Holy Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on those who are listening. Lord, I need your Holy Spirit so much. I love you, Jesus. I want that moisture of the Holy Spirit's presence and love in my heart. I don't want a dry and barren heart. I want your presence to come. Please come, Holy Spirit of the living God. Give us the courage to turn aside from our favorite sins. Give us the courage 
to be patient with the Holy Spirit. Don't let us go back to our wickedness. Don't let us go back to our our angry bitterness. The Lord is saying to me that some of you who listen are so angry and so bitter in your heart because life has not worked out the way you thought it should. It's not about life. It's about Jesus. Go to Jesus, my brother, my sister. Go to Jesus now. Run. Run to the altar. Confess your bitterness. Confess your sin. Confess your doubt and your unbelief. Brother, my sister, cry out to Jesus. Read his word. Turn off the television. Turn off the internet. Seek the face of Jesus. You don't need the news. The news is the news, and you can't influence what happens, but Jesus can. Seek the face of Jesus, brother, sister. Seek the face of Jesus with all your heart. It will take time. Sit in the presence of Jesus and just talk with him and listen to him. Seek his face. Seek his face. I can tell you what I'm going to do this afternoon. I'm going to sit in my chair in my studio. And I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to pray for you. I'm also going to seek his face for my heart. Because I need the washing. I need the flooding of my soul with his presence and his love. Please, Lord, call your people to sit in your presence, to seek your face, to give up their pride and their anger, to give up their anguish. Lord, I suffer every day. Yesterday was particularly painful with my leg. But Lord, trust what you're doing. Thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. This past weekend was an interesting time. Our furnace went out. Saturday night, 52 degrees. Sunday morning, I notified everybody that we did not have any heat in the house and they were welcome to not come if they didn't want to. Everybody said, no, Pastor, we're coming. We'll bring space heaters. We'll bring food. We're going to worship together. And you know what? Every family in the church showed up. By then it was... Warming up in the house, I used the oven. I know I'm not supposed to, but I did. I used the oven. I used a space heater. By the time we were finished with worship, the temperature had already gone up to 67 degrees. We had such a good time with Jesus. We just rejoiced in his love and his presence. 
I'm sorry you weren't there. You would have you would have enjoyed it too. They were tougher than I thought they were. Those wonderful saints of God showed up. I'm eager for you to also make that decision. To show up. Half the battle is done, my dad said, when you just show up. I was questioning whether I would be able to be successful in college. And my dad just said, Ray, half of the problem is you have to show up. He was right. I showed up. And I succeeded. And now as a pastor, I just show up. I do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Well, we're out of time. Tomorrow I'll pray for you. And this afternoon I'll be praying for you. I know some of you are sick. I'm asking Jesus to come and meet you and to heal you. I love you, my brother and sister. God bless you.